And we are live. Welcome to this latest episode of Totally Unscripted. My name is Martin Hoxie, and I am joined by Steve Webster. Hi, Steve. Hi, Martin. And Charles Maxon. Hey, Hello, Martin. Charles. Hey, so Martin. this is quite an interesting topic, um, I think. So um, Google Apps Script, it, it's a you know it's a, a, a solution that can attract so many different people to it in terms of a, a product. We, we, we have the full spectrum. We have no coders. We have people with some coding experience. We have full stack developers um, coming to the product. And um, I think as a community, that it's really challenging sometimes just in terms of the, the range of expertise, uh, diversity of knowledge, just how do you support people through that process, particularly if you're coming to coding for the first time, which a lot of people uh, coming to AppScript are, yeah, my, myself included. Um, 10 years ago, I barely could code. And um, now I can code a bit more. Um, <laughs> and, and all thanks to Google AppScript. Um, so really, that's the topic of the show uh, we've got today. So um, as always, we, we welcome your input in uh, the live chat. So if you have any particular questions or things that uh, you'd like us to cover, feel free to post those in. Um, and I think Either you, Charles, or Steve would like to add before we bring on our guests? No, I, first of all, I, I, I second what you said, Martin. I think this is um, interesting for a bunch of reasons. And I think a lot of folks kind of discover AppScript and then try to figure out what to do next once they do that. And I think our guests, um, Bruce is one of the original <laughs> folks doing AppScript, who I learned a lot from when I actually jumped into this, to Chanel, who's one of the you know, one of the new rising stars in the AppScript community. I think we've got a great lineup uh, between them. And then Steve, I've actually, you know, seen a lot of your work and learned from your work. And so, you know, it's great to have the, you know, the community actually share the content. Yeah, and from my perspective, that old saying, uh, don't recreate the wheel. So if someone <laughs> else has gone there, done that, uh, why start from scratch when sometimes you don't have to? So leveraging resources, you know, it's a good topic. So I think we should bring on our guest. So we have Chanel Greco. Hello, Chanel. Hello. And we also have Bruce McPherson, who's um, one of our show regulars and um, a creator of Totally Unscripted. We have Bruce to thank for um, this resource. Five years ago, we were saying, I think we started this. And we're still here. The job <laughs> is not being complete. So um, before we get kicked off, for people who aren't familiar with your work, Chanel, do you just want to give a quick overview of your, your background and the type of things you're doing right now? Of course. So um, I founded Saparis um, January, February last year. And um, I focus on, you know, sharing my knowledge um, concerning Google Workspace. And um, since I've also worked as a web developer, I thought, hey, why not, you know, Oh, I've clicked all the wrong buttons. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. There you Sorry. Go. Don't worry. <laughs> so since I have um, a background in web development, so I've, I've worked as a, um, a web developer, um, I, 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 you know, AppScript somehow came natural to me. And um, I've also a background as a coding teacher. So why don't you put those two things together and teach people how to use AppScript? And uh, that's what I'm currently doing on my channel. So that's what people 
know me for, see me um, on, on YouTube, also on LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, but then I also have things I can't show. So that's working with corporate customers, teaching their employees how to transition from Microsoft into Google Workspace. That's about the basic that you know about me now. So Chanel, when, when did you actually discover Google Apps Scripts? Was it that long ago? Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, it was about, I think it was summer 2019. I was working as a coding teacher uh, for a startup and, um, you know, I was doing all the teaching and we were approached by um, one of the largest media corporations here in Switzerland where I'm based. They're also um, a technology hub. And um, one of their kind of like um, coding evangelists was like, hey, you know, there's this app script. Can't you do uh, a course for our employees who are interested? No clue, never heard of AppScript. So, you know, I Googled it. It's like, I looked at it, it's like, yeah, I think I could do that. And um, that's when I first had a look at it. And the reason why I thought, I think I can do this is because, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, Charles, I don't know if you like to hear this, but it's basically JavaScript. So <laughs> that's why for me, it was like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? I can do that. So that's how I first heard of it. And then when I founded my own company, I just sort of noticed there, you know, there's still room for more mm. video tutorials, for more explanations, especially for people getting getting started. I was just going to ask, where did you come up with your name from? Uh, you mean my company's Here. name? Yes. Well, it comes from, from Latin, from Italian knowledge. Um, for me, it's all about mm. sharing knowledge with people. Um, when I know this sounds a bit weird, but when I was here in Switzerland in high school, my um, we all had to give a presentation. So we worked on a subject. Mine was Florida, um, since that's actually my my first home. And I remember after my presentation, the my teacher's feedback was, "Chanel, you should become a teacher." And I put that off as a terrible idea because. We were brats. Our class was terrible. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to deal with these teenagers day in, day out. But um, today, more than 20 years later, it's like, yeah, I think she saw that it's my passion to share knowledge with other people. Very nice. Uh, just out of interest, do you, do, you, do you teach kids now? Do you, I know there's lots of coding clubs and things like that around the world. Or have so you avoided I that so far? Um, I don't do that, but um, about two years ago, there. So in in in, um, in the region here where I live in Switzerland, there's um, a, something called the like the IT days, where they're trying to get young mm -hmm. people interested in IT. And I had the privilege uh, a couple of days of teaching kids, so kids um, like ages ten and then up till teenagers. And that was quite interesting. So that's something I could imagine once in a while doing just, you know, as a side project. Um, I also code or excuse me, I also am like a coach or, or mentor when it comes to uh, special events, teaching women or young girls how to code. Mm -hmm. That's actually how I got started with, with um, you know, teaching people how to code at such events. Yes, I, I have a question for you. So you've got quite the following on YouTube and your tutorial series. Um, who are your followers? Who are the folks that are discovering you? How do they find you? And what are they looking for when they discover you? 
Okay, so uh, interesting question. I'm not 100% sure, but from the comments I can see and also some feedback I've gotten on the community posts and polls I've made, I see that a lot of the viewers actually have consumer versioned um, Google accounts, which was a bit surprising to me because um, my slogan is, you know, I'm, I'm helping you become a Google Workspace Pro. So I started out this channel thinking, well, these are pe probably people working either for startups, for I don't know, um, you know, small business owners, um, you know, trying to get the most out of workspace. But it turns out that a lot of people who have a Gmail account, a Google Drive account are, are watching my videos as well, uh, which makes it a bit different, uh, difficult because I show everything with a Google Workspace account. And sometimes I get comments like, I can't make that work. It's like, yeah, you have a consumer version. Um, so I, I have consumers, I have um, also corporate customers. So, you know, I do have companies where I give training sessions and sometimes some of the participants will start following my, my YouTube channel as well. So I get that too. And also the topics are anything from help me get my Gmail inbox um, better organized to, hey, I want to send out um, WhatsApp messages uh, with AppScript. Can you help me do that? <laughs> so I get everything on my channel. So I've, I've noticed with a lot of your content that, like you said, you're basically all topics. You take on all things you can help people with. But a lot of the more popular topics seem to be the, the coding, the development, the AppScript ones. Yeah. Is there any correlation you make there? Or so what's what's your, your take on that? Uh, well, first of all, that was something I was absolutely not expecting, but mm. I think it's really cool mm. um, because it's a topic that is, yeah, it's dear to my heart. I like I like it. Um, I think it's, it's a combination. Um, when I started a couple of years ago myself to learn how to code, I noticed that a lot of the tutorial videos, a lot of the tutorials you can follow, like a medium.com and stuff like that, is just do this, do this, do that. That's it. And people go around, you know, grabbing code snippets and trying to mix them all together and wondering why it's not working, why it's not making sense. And what I believe in is whenever you learn something, you need to understand why. And that's why I make it a point when I'm teaching something, when I have, even when I'm showing um, like my YouTube automation um, script that I wrote myself and I, and I walk the people through it step by step, I don't just say write this or copy this code. I say, okay, so we're doing this or I'm losing, I'm using using this type of loop because of this and that. And I think that's something that people enjoy, understanding the why, mm. that's one thing. And the other thing why I get so many views is quite honestly, YouTube SEO. You can't just put out, you know, videos on YouTube and hope that people watch. You know, you also, um, I do research. So I, you know, I look for what are people look, looking for when it comes to app script? And based on that, I might already have a script that I can share with them. Or I might have to do research, create an, a new script, and then publish a video on that. So it's a combination of um, the way I teach, but also learning how to the YouTube algorithm works and how I have to do my SEO. That's where we're going wrong, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do more homework. I, I think it, your comments about, you know, how you 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 explain what's going on and, and the video is really interesting. And um, looking at a number of your videos, it is, you know, it's clear that you're very good at that as well. Uh, and, you know, creating that connection with the audience around the topic. I think probably one of the kind of pitfalls I've fallen in 
Well, I don't know if it's a pitfall, but you know, I've done the technical writing course. So, you know, when when I'm writing content, it's very much with a documentation head on. And mm -hmm. so it's quite hard sometimes to add personality into that. Um, uh, but I think we've got some great, uh, particularly in the GDE community, some great r writers. I know um, Scott Donald, Jaggy's, uh, he's very conversational in the, his posts. Um, so uh, just that out of interest, are there any particular um, YouTube videos you've created that you're particularly proud of? So the the one that has um, thirty two thousand views, obviously. Um, and, and <laughs> interestingly enough, that was my very first AppScript video. And uh, the second one I think is pretty cool is uh, the one I mentioned before. So um, the automated YouTube stats video. Um, this is one that I uh, published about two months ago. I think it was. And um, what I'm doing there is showing a real life um, dem or real life scenario. So I use this script multiple times a week. And what it does is uh, I have two separate files. I get the, the links from my YouTube videos from the one file. That's where I do all my SEO. And I uh, use this link to then get the stats from all the videos that I have published. And then I sort them by views. Um, and that's something I share with the people. And um, I know it sounds a bit stupid, but I'm, I'm a little bit proud of the code in the sense that I like nice looking code. I don't like messy code. And, and I also, in I think that was the first video where I introduced um, the concept of having uh, you know private methods that you only call from within other methods so you know showing them stuff like that maybe telling them a bit why I I wanted to use this um, so that's the the second video that I that I'm really um, yeah that I'm really happy with uh, besides watching your videos and using videos what are some of the other suggestions for the newbies just learning apps for it where, where should they go uh, good question. So um, what I notice with people is they somehow have the feeling sometimes, um, you know, developers know it all. You just woke up one morning and you know it all. And that's why I try to show them, hey, um, have you checked out the, the Google Apps Script site, you know, the, the documentation? Sometimes I'll even show them, okay, so this method does this and that. So I try to teach them how to use that documentation because the way I see it is um, I don't want to just, you know, kind of like, the saying goes, hand the people the fish, this is the code, it, this is what it does. I want to show them how to fish so that they can go and automate whatever. Mm. And that's why I think it's super important that people know about this resource and also learn to read it and to use it and to see its huge value. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I'm... I, you can't compare me to any of you in the sense that I have this much knowledge compared to all of you and how long you've been using AppScript. <laughs> the only reason why I can do what I do is because I know how to search on, on the resources. So mm -hmm. I think that is something people need to know. And the second resource, I think I also mentioned it here. Um, I very often also still use the, the MDM um, JavaScript um, resource. Because as I said, and as most of the viewers know, I mean, it, it is JavaScript. So, um, you know, searching for, I don't know, um, arrays, uh, two-dimensional array, app script, well, the search results aren't going to be 
that you know that good maybe so not yet but if i search for that with javascript well then that's great and that's why i i use um also the javascript resource and i can highly recommend it because if you can write javascript then you're you're good to go with app script you just have to you know learn to use the, the objects that are specific to app script that's actually really good advice i um i've learned when i do research but the first thing i did was i'll search keywords google app script and then if i don't find what i need i search the same thing with javascript and i find many more things and so mm. it, you're right the similarities are so common and i look for the now answer first but then i, I broaden the search later and i'm normally probably going to find what i need and then there might be a translation back but you know that's the beauty of app script though is there's it's actually almost one of its challenges is there's so much out there to dive through especially if you're new you don't know which resources are reliable or mm -hmm. trustworthy or thorough enough um and also you know learners have different backgrounds i mean there's folks that like you know the full-fledged i want to sit and read a book on the topic there's other people mm -hmm. who want to just in time search each time they're writing a new line and, and everywhere in between and that's why i you know i i, I love working with a language with all these folks that are actually, you know, you know, years of content built already. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier. Uh, you know, like Steve is famous for saying, why should you write something if someone else already wrote it? Yeah. <laughs> well, find it, borrow it, share it. Um, which is, you know, which is a great thing about, uh, you know, so many folks working on the product. The only thing I have to say about that, I mean, I totally agree. Why why write code again if it's already been written? What I advocate for is that I understand what I'm actually copy-pasting. Yeah. That's where I try to 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 help my viewers to say, okay, um, you don't you don't have to become a senior um, app script developer. I'm not one either. But if I look at Martin's code, I'm not just going to copy paste it. I want to understand it. And him being such an experienced developer, I'm going to learn from him as well as I'm copying his code. And I I try to teach people more to do that. Don't just be copy pasting. Be copying, understanding, and then maybe adapting it. Yeah, absolutely true. If you're going to actually copy Martin's code, you're also going to have to debug it. It's true. It's like um, Charles has used my code in the past and it completely worked his demo. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think this as well, if you're, if you're contributing code, this is why commenting in it is really helpful for people coming back to it afterwards, including yourself, is um, there's opportunities to learn. Quite often what I do is I'll reference the documentation as well. So, you know, if I'm pulling out, um, you know, a, a particularly unusual method, I'll, um, I'll just include a link back to the, the source documentation so people can see that. Mm -hmm. um, but these are all, all great tips. Um, uh, I suppose we should mention Bruce's book, another great resource for learning app script. And I suppose there's a lot of synergy for you, Chanel, in terms of um, you know Bruce's Going Gas book was predominantly written for VBA de developers in, in Microsoft coming to Google Apps Script. Are, do, from your kind of previous Microsoft days, any kind of tips for people coming from that particular sphere into Google Apps Script? Uh, you mean me, Martin? Yeah. Um, so actually, when it comes to VBA, I have absolutely no experience, <laughs> um, so I wouldn't know. But w what I think is is better, if I might say, about AppScript is that it's uh, you know 
it's it's so close to JavaScript. So especially the younger generation who maybe have dabbled a bit with web development, I think it's going to be easier for them to to pick up App Script compared to VBA. Um, that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, the whole subject of, okay, we have corporations transitioning from Microsoft mm -hmm. to Google and they have a lot of PBA code. I think you could fill probably a whole episode just, just <laughs> with that. So I'm guessing a lot of people will have to or will be wanting to look into AppScript in the future because their companies are saying, okay, we're ditching Microsoft and heading over to Google. And, you know, someone's going to have to work on that, on those apps that they have. Yeah, just a quick, uh, quick note on that. Um, you know, first of all, you know, I, I always hold up Bruce's book, but I, I it, you know, it legitimately was the tool I used. I did years and years of VBA uh, when I was in the Microsoft world, and what I found Bruce's book brilliant at was that it helped me translate. It allowed me to do the like for like. So when I moved over, there, there wasn't this mystery, and it could it helped me kind of you know put your brain right on it. Um, so, so again, Bruce, thanks for you know for putting the effort of putting that book out. Uh, and if you're you know VBA person, do do pick it up. Uh, the second thing is we now have uh, that macro converter, which we did an episode on that a while ago, which mm -hmm. will actually rewrite some of the more simpler ones, um, which is which which is awesome. Should uh, I want to ask you a question real quickly? You mentioned a lot of the folks you know, come to you for other things um, to learn about workspace and then pivot into automation, into app script, into automating. And somewhere in between is the macro recorder. I wanted to get your take on that as a tool, that as a learning uh, sample. Uh, I know you have an episode on it, but what, what's where does that fit into the journey as far as you mm -hmm. can so interestingly enough, about two, three weeks ago for uh, a company here in Switzerland, I, I gave him um, a Google Sheets automation course and it was AppScript. And uh, the first thing I showed him was that, the macros. And for some of them, I was like, wow, I didn't even know this existed. So I think for a lot of people, and that's the, the experience I've I've made is it's the first step into AppScript. It's the first step into automation. Some might stop there because it fulfills their needs, right. but I have the feeling it's going to make a lot of people a bit more interesting. And that's why also um, in, in other events for customers I have, whenever I show them, you know, how to use macros, I always make a point of showing them the editor and say, hey, this is what happens in the background because I'm hoping then that one or the other who's watching will be saying, oh, that's cool. I want to try that out. Absolutely. Okay, Mark. I wonder, um, Bruce, uh, uh, you know, we were talking about transitioning into AppScript there from VBA. Are, are there core concepts you see, v, in particular, VBA developers tripping over in AppScript in terms of the, you know, the differences in the language? Um, I think there is a significant difference in, in the languages. But there's more. There's more of a difference in the, um, in the in the how it runs. I mean, like AppScript runs on the a Google server, mm. um, and and VBA runs on your on your local PC. So so there's this kind of idea that I'm I'm doing stuff locally, but I'm not really. You know, I'm doing stuff in the browser, and it's not even running in my browser. It's actually running some mysterious mm. place. So that that's a concept that people have a lot of trouble with. And then when they move to the idea of um, HTML service and so on, and card service and so on nowadays, um, that's actually running in the browser. 
and, and in VBA, it's you've got forms and everything. There, you're creating those, and those are running on your PC as well. So, so, so now you've got things running all over the place, and you're not entirely sure where it is that they're running, and you don't know why you have to, um, you know, have to do special things because you're now running things in the browser that you used to have to run, in, that used to run on the server, and that always trips people up. And you know, things like um, if you're running HTML service and you call back to the server to do something. And the server doesn't know what it was doing before. It's a completely new story for it, as far as it's concerned. And people have a lot of trouble with that as well. So I think there's a kind of like the fragmentation of um, all the different pieces of, of, of AppScript is the thing that gets people tripped up, up to start with. But once they get over that, I mean, I think the actual language mm -hmm. itself is not too difficult. I think, as Chanel said, everybody knows it comes across JavaScript in mm. some form or another if they're going to be coding in any case. So it's not it's not the the, the syntax of the language that's the problem. It's the concept of where it all happens mm. that I think that, that, that Bill gets tied up in. And by the way, I'm just going to say that uh, Microsoft now have something called Office Script out, yeah, which is a kind of a copy of of um, mm. it's kind of ironic actually, but it's a kind of a copy of that script. So I'm 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 looking into that now at the moment as well. So maybe that'll be a kind of a another stepping stone for people to look at as well well your your website you know we've mentioned your book but your website is a huge resource and some, you know i've got a custom search just for your website to find solutions for stuff actually After... funny funny you should say that but i started it 12 years ago now um and it was actually it started off as a an excel thing it wasn't because mm -hmm. I, I think AppScript was only not even well, actually, it wasn't. It didn't yeah, even yeah, it wasn't even done. It was yeah, just yeah. coming up. Um, so it actually started off as an Excel thing, and and um, within a couple of years, we were on like a million uh, page views a year, which was pretty significant. Um, it's dipped quite a bit now, but it's been going for for, for all this time, um, and we're coming up to the one thousand page anniversary, which I which <laughs> I think we'll be able to reach by next month. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big resource. There's a lot of rubbish on it, of course, because, you know, who wants to read something about VBA from 12 years ago? Um, but it's still there, you know. Also, so, yeah. there'll be, there, there are bits of app script that don't exist anymore. And there's a lot of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, entire yeah. Script DB. Go script DB. Yeah, yeah. I think right. a lot of people yeah. probably ended up on your site just to work out how to migrate off script DB when it was deprecated. Yeah, yeah. Are there any particular posts on your site that grab a lot of hits? Is there anything? That well, fun, again, funny you should say that, but um, all the all the Excel stuff is still having a huge. It's probably some of the most popular stuff uh, on there. I think probably the most the most popular stuff, apart from transitioning from VBA to 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 AppScript, um, there's two things actually. One is there's a lot of stuff about um, D3 visualization which yeah. gets a tremendous amount of, 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 of attention. And that's got an app script component because there's a lot of add-ons that use D3 that I've got on there that people look at. Um, but it's, there's also the same thing for Excel. So you can do um, D3 um, on that side as well. So there's a lot, a lot of that stuff um, happens. But the most, the, the most popular that there's ever been and still is, is you can't do JSON in, in VBA. I have this thing that shows you how to do JSON and VBA, and everybody downloads that all the time. Mm. So that's quite a popular thing, even after all these years. So actually, it's kind of the old stuff that's more popular than the mm. new stuff. So I don't know. 
But uh, it's interesting you mentioned D3 because I'm guessing we, and also we're talking about Google Apps Script Project Discovery. So you've been working on a really interesting project, which I think you're going to talk a bit more about, which I think combines two of these things together. Yeah, it's actually a D3 um, visualization. Um, it's a, The client is actually Vue.js, which is my other thing that I, I'm liking at the moment. Um, so it's it's put, putting those those things together. And there's, there's some app script component to it as well because it's all about finding app script projects. Hmm. You want to share that with us? Yeah, if you want, yeah. So let me, um, I've actually got, I'm, I'm going to go for some slides and I've got a little bit of a demo. So let me just uh, bring those up now. Um, I got to share this. Hopefully you've got that, do you? Yeah, I can add that in. Oh, there we go. Okay, so this is going to be all about discovering community content because um, I've discovered that there's a huge amount of people putting their app script projects on GitHub. And of course, all of us who use GitHub for things that are not app script know that there's absolutely zillions of projects up there. Um, but there's not too much, there hasn't been too much historically um, on app script there. And that's partly because there wasn't really a, a good way to do it. But there isn't any integration between the IDE and in GitHub like there are with, with some other things. Um, Clasp was introduced quite recently, which, well, actually about maybe a year and a half ago now. Um, and that kind of part of the workflow is to use GitHub. So that's good. But I discovered that there's a, still a huge number of um, app script projects that are nothing to do with Clasp that are on GitHub. And we'll, we'll see that in some, some detail later. And of course, what that gives us the opportunity to um, not only find out how to do things by looking at other people's projects, but also to clone them and, and just start using them. Um, and also the other side of it is to be able to find people who can do things that you need done so you can hire them. So you can go and look at someone's project. They have done this particular add-on. Oh, this looks like a good guy. I'll contact him and see if he'll do this work for me. So it's kind of all those things together make it quite useful. A useful project, and, and it's been a good discovery along the way to uh, to find out what's you know everything there is out there. So here's some stats. I started doing this a couple of months ago, and um, the there really is a, a, a tremendous um, growth. I mean, those numbers you're seeing there is is monthly increases. So we're seeing you know over ten percent more developers each month putting their app script projects on. On GitHub, so that means that by the end of the year, we'll have like doubled the number of of uh, developers that there are putting stuff on on there if we keep on at this rate. So this is a great resource. Hey Bruce, do you have any, yeah. any idea if that's wow, there's new app script developers, or these are existing developers that are simply sharing their stuff more, or do you have a, an idea of where they I, come I, from? I would think it's more likely sharing the stuff more. I mean, some of the people that have showed up in the past month or so, I've helped. I, I've been aware of them before, so they're not brand new people. Uh, they're just people that have said, "Hey, I'm going to put my stuff on GitHub now." Um, so I think I think it's more of, more of the sharing rather than the rather than the joining. Although that's probably you know a bit more. I think if we had a, an integration between the IDE and the and GitHub, this would you know explode. Duly noted. 
Um, so this is how many there are. Now, at first, I thought that the this maybe Clasp was driving this because, as I said, you know, this Clasp thing has got a, a workflow that involves GitHub. But actually, only 25% of the projects on here are Clasp. So we've got 75% of the projects arriving, and there's almost 3,000 of them um, that are not Clasp, and people have found a way of, of getting their projects from the IDE onto GitHub. I think that's pretty cool. And, and that gives us much more opportunity for um, you know, getting more stuff out there just by searching around and getting some attention around the fact that there are all these things in GitHub that people can get. So the other part of it is about hiring people. I mentioned earlier, this is a great opportunity for people who want to get hired to, to showcase their work, um, allow themselves to be found. Um, and you know you can contact them and say, can you do this, this job for me? But only 12% of developers actually say they're for hire. And that's coming from their GitHub profile. You know, you can say on that, I'm for hire or not. Now, a lot of people want to have ticked that box because they forgot to. So I think there's some opportunity for that to be higher, but it's still lower than I was expecting. So the, the, the app that we're going to look at in a minute has got um, looks at GitHub to find all the AppScript projects that are on there and allows you to filter by things about that characteristics of the project, you know, what kind of OAuth scopes do they use, what libraries do they use, and so on, even time zones and data studio connectors and everything. So this allows you to very quickly find projects that are like the type of thing that you want to research. And uh, some people are actually massive contributors. I mean, this this Alex is a is a is a really good contributor. He's got like hundreds of well, 169 um repos on on github um for you to you know take a look at and copy if you want because they're all public and he's available for hire as you can see so um some projects are are, are really specific so i'm dug in a little bit here in this in this slide here to find this is a data studio connector to uh, amazon web services athena and um, you know, if, if you happen to be looking for that type of thing, you could just go right there and here's the project and you can just, you can just clone it. And it's actually really handy. You know what a pain, a pain it is to try and find um, library IDs if you want to include a library in your project. Well, actually, it's really pretty straightforward here because you just find the library, change the library view, which is this thing up here. And it says, and by the way, here's the ID, just copy it and, you've, and you're good to go. So the other part of it that I started off as just a kind of a, a, a discovery tool, but I, I said, well, why not just allow you to clone the project right into your ID directly while I'm at it? So mm. you find the project that you want, you press the button, and it's going to copy the, the project directly into your ID, and you can just start using it. And this is what the this is what that looks like. So it's found. This is what's this? This is one of Martin's projects, in fact. Um, and if I go configure, it's going to then go ahead and pull his project into my, a copy of his project into my IDE for me to go ahead and use. So, Bruce, let me interrupt. When you say libraries, you mean in that case, it's the string that represents the library? Yeah. Or so, you know, I'll, I'll just go back there. So, so if you want to include this library, Cheerio, for example, right? 
Right. Um, you know you want to include it, but you don't know its ID. It's come, yes. It can be quite hard to find. That's the ID right there, so you can just copy it. Right. I just wonder, uh, one of the questions I was going to ask later, I can throw up now yeah. and get back to it later, is about security and trusting mm -hmm. the AppScript environment. And I've seen some people think about, well, I don't have that code. I don't maintain that library. Maybe I should clone the library into my own instance. So now I can tell the people I work for that we have more confidence and control. Yeah, you can do that too, because uh, instead of here, I could have been looking at the library, that particular library project and just cloned it. They're all according to it here if I want to. Very so nice. if you want to use libraries, you can just get the ID. If you want to clone the code, you can clone the code. Very nice, thanks. Okay, so let's just pop over to um, to the to the uh, to the app and. Uh, how do you no. pronounce it? This is my question. How do you pronounce <laughs> I have it? No idea. I don't even know how. Of course, do it. You can call it, call it call it wherever <laughs> you like. It actually works very well in a Scottish accent, Martin. So I'll let you see. <laughs> okay, so this is what the app looks like, and um, it's like a massive tree of stuff. So you've got lots of people and the project and their repos over here, and this is like there's a lot more detail you can have as well but um this is how it looks like when you first go in and all of these things have got little cards that come up to tell you some more stuff about it if you're over, over. so we'll just do a kind of a a, a sort of a, the sort of query that you might want to that you might want to do so let's say that we want to um do something with calendars as an example. So let's bring up the, the this here. Now, the best way to find out projects that are using calendars is to look at the OAuth scopes that are being used because they'll be using a calendar scope. So let's just find some of them. We'll just um, type that in. So I'm just randomly picking anything to do with calendars for the moment. Hmm. So um, calendar events. Uh, Anyway, that'll, I think I've got them all. So now we can immediately see these are the projects that we, I'm just going to kill that. These are the, all the projects that are known that are using any OAuth scopes to do with the calendar. So we've got all these people here that that are doing things with, um, with the calendar, and these are all the repos that they've created that are, have got code about calendars in them. So um, we may actually want to be doing just add-ons, though. So we want to do calendars, but actually we want to write an add-on because so we'll look at add-on types and we'll say, let's look at calendar add-ons. And now we've reduced that a little bit more. So these are the only people that have done that. Um, so we can look at uh, some detail here. The Google Workspace has something. Why don't we? expand that a little bit and see what more there is about that. So we can see as we expand that we get more and more detail about each of the projects. So here's, the, here's this. So let's take a look at this, one of these add-ons here. Um, which one should we look at? Let's take a look at this one. So we'll bring this up. And before we do anything, it's probably a good idea to go and have a look at the project itself. So um, here it is on GitHub. We might want to take a quick look and 
see what we think of it. And uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. It's using the card service. It's kind of what I want, but like it's really complicated and I'll never be able to understand all of that. <laughs> so, um, so at this point, you might say, hey, you know what? I'd, this is really too hard for me, so I'm going to um, hire someone. So who knows about this? It's hireable, and there's actually three people that can do this. So uh, how about this 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 developer here? Let's have a look at his project. Okay, so this one looks good. So I'm going to take a copy of this. This is a direct link, and I'm going to open up a new browser, and I'm going to stick that in there, um, and I'm going to keep that there for later because I may want to come back to that one. So that's going to open up a new session of um, of the app, and it's going to point us directly at that particular manifest. So let's um, do something else for a little while, and we'll come back to that back to that later. So we'll reduce the detail a little bit, because we don't want all this stuff anymore. Get rid of these filters, get rid of that. And um, let's look at libraries. Take that off. So let's say that we want to find a particular library. Um, I'm going to kill that. I don't need that anymore. Uh, which one should we find? Uh, we'll do one of mine. So this is this is one of my libraries here. We'll just move out a bit. And so th this is a project that's using that library. And that's what that's telling me. I'm going to switch to library view. And there's a library itself. And if I go um, here, you can see that I can take a copy of the ID and then include it in my project if I want to. So that's, that's how we very quickly are able to find um, libraries that we want to use to bring them into our own. Um, our own projects. So let's, let's so let's now just take the next step into actually clone a project. So let's say that we want to um, find. Let's take a different library. It's a bit slow. So what we're going to do here is we're going to find anybody that's using. Um, this particular library and clone the project that they're using it in. So we'll go to here. And so here's all the people that are using this library. And here's Martin here. So why don't we why don't we um, take a look at that one? Oh, the embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> How I blush. <laughs> Okay, so so here's the so this time now we'll actually go ahead and configure the project. So the first thing that we want to do is make sure that uh, the guy who you're clo cloning it from is allowing you to do it. So this is up to you to, to say that's the case. And these are the files that are on GitHub that are to do with that project. So I'm just going to create it, and what will happen is it will create a, a, a completely new project belonging to me, um, from the code that I've selected for it to. To um, to do again, it takes a couple of minutes. There we go. So now I can open up directly in the IDE, um, and this is my copy of Martin's project. 
And um, so not only has it got all these code here, it's also included the libraries that, is, that are needed for this project to work. And it's also included the, um, the advanced service that it's using as well. So now I can just go ahead and use this project without any more ado. Let's shut that down. So one more thing, I think, which is to do with, um, let's just say that I wanted to create a container-bound project, because right now these are standalone projects that we're creating, because we can do that too. So let's uh, shut this down a little bit, and we'll look at Martin's projects again. Why not? Uh, we're going to find... Something um, just to make people aware of is, um, so Bruce had to give me a nudge because my, some of my app script projects didn't have manifest files in them <laughs> and they were not detectable. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's that's the thing. I think the, the, the only way it can tell if a, if a project is an app script project is by looking at all of GitHub and finding anything that's got an app script.json. That's the only way it can it can distinguish them from the up from the other billion projects that are on mm. uh, that are on GitHub. So let's open Martin's project here. We'll configure it again, um, and this time we're going to actually. There's a lot of stuff here. We're going to make it a container-bound project now. So that means we want to put it inside a spreadsheet as opposed to being a standalone project. We're not going to want the libraries. Um, so we'll um, we have to create a new. Let's create an empty spreadsheet to. To uh, to hold it in, you cheats uh, mm. new cheats new. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Come on. Why isn't this working, Martin? He does it the old, yeah. Yeah, if you go into the address bar and just type sheets.new, you'll get yeah. a new group. Yeah, it's the newfangled way all the kids are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it with scripts too. Okay, so we're just going to create this is this empty container that we're going to put this project into. I seem to be suffering from a terrible <laughs> network connection. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, Chanel, okay, so do, you, do you use the .new URLs? Is that one of your? Once in a while, but I'm, yeah. I usually like to navigate down into the folder and, and, yeah, and save the file there yeah, once yeah, in a while. Yeah. And, and, and I make a point of showing stuff like that to my participants yeah. in, in the custom training sessions, obviously. She's an organized person. My Google Drive is a complete mess. Everything's in the room. I just used the search. <laughs> Terrible. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll pick that file that we've just, just created. I think it was called MT or something. Here it is. So. Oh, hang on. Yeah, there it is. Okay, so we're good. We've got the we've got the file. No, we don't. Try again, MT, select that, and we're good. So now we can, if we create the file, instead of creating a standalone project, it will copy all that stuff into um, the sheet that we just created, if we're lucky. Close it down anyway. That, that's pretty awesome. 
I had a laugh a second ago when you were showing us how you could look through GitHub for projects and you go, oh, it's a bit slow. In my, in my mind, I'm thinking, you're scanning every single piece of code in GitHub to find just the essential things I want. And when it took a second and a half, your reaction was it was too slow. <laughs> this is stuff you couldn't do yeah, a little while ago. And, and yet we're so predisposed of, oh, hurry up and hurry up. So yeah, that, that's amazing that you, I mean, the time you're saving there. Cause I mean, you know, I've had a search, you know, years ago, I had a search for libraries across every site that was held managed by a GDE. Now you're like, put a couple keywords in and find and the code. Here it is. And yeah. now you can automatically link it to a spreadsheet. Yeah. So um, when it eventually arrives, we should be able to go into the script editor and look at the thing that we just, um, just created. This could be a nice tool for you, Chanel, given your, you, you do these SEO reverse project creation. You could just go use Bruce's tool. You find something like calendars popular, search for some projects. I need to hire you as my SEO specialist, Mark. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's my only <Okay>. good idea. <laughs> so so how's that? There's Martin's project now as a container bound project. And I know it's Martin, you were using the old um, editor. editor the last time that you opened this particular project. So of course it's gone into the old editor when it brought it up as well to try and retain the, mm. uh, everything exactly as it was. So that's pretty much it really. Quite true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's just one more thing I just want to mention and that's to do with profiles. Um, all this stuff. Now you'll know you'll have noticed that uh, you know when you look at some like Martin has got some stuff here about him. Um, all that stuff came from his GitHub profile, so none of this stuff has been created in any way in any any files or anything. It's just directly from his GitHub profile. But um, it's possible also to add to 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 enhance that. So let's let's look up my one. Yeah, I should, have, I should have reduced that a little bit. Yeah, one of the things that you'll notice is that you see this visualization. It's actually got thousands of nodes. Um, and to do that in a web app is kind of like pretty slow. So that's why we've got this opportunity to reduce the amount of detail that it's doing um, each time. Otherwise, this is the type of thing that you have to wait for. So Mark, I thought Bruce, while that draws, yeah, hopefully it draws. Um, to 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 use this to to actually download code and bind to to uh, files or anything. Is there anything you need to install or authenticate or add? Yeah, yeah there's an authentication because um, I, I don't know if you noticed, but when we were um, cloning something there, um, it there was a couple of authentication type things. I was already logged on, as you can see up at the top there. Um, if you're not logged on, it's going to go through Google authentication because obviously to be able to write to your, to be able to create a script in your name, it needs a Google authentication to be able to do that. So, um, so yeah, it's got OAuth 2 uh, built into it as well. But to be able to just use it and not clone, you don't need to log in or anything like that. Also, uh, you'll, you'll need to enable the script API but there's a there's a note. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you need to enable right. the, the script API if you want to if you want to do any cloning. But, but, but the 
the uh, instructions that come up when it asks you to log in, it reminds you that you need to go ahead mm -hmm. and, and, and do that. So, um, yeah, let's find me. Oh, here I am. So these are all my repos that are that are on there. But one of the so if you look at my profile, you'll see that I've got a lot of stuff that isn't on GitHub. So I've got a lot of stuff down at the bottom. Um, you know, if you want to partic call particular expertise out that you've got or so on, you can add links and you can add tags and everything like that. Um, and so to be able to do that you just simply create a file somewhere in any GitHub repo that you own that contains this type of thing. So um, I'll just quickly show you that. But it's not necessary. If you don't do it, then you're going to get your um, you're going to get your um, regular stuff from from GitHub. Here we go. So this is this is that file. It's not anything exciting. It's just a JSON file with a lot of stuff in it that you want to appear. And that's it. So that's pretty much it on the uh, on the app. There's a lot more stuff, but you know you, we could spend all day on that. So I won't bother. So, so so to get your projects on here, you've only got to do one thing, which is to put your public project on GitHub, and include the app script manifest. Um, and if you do that, it'll show up here at some point I, I refresh it every now and again um so so you just essentially do that and one day it will appear on there um along with everybody else's and if you want to enhance that then you can do what i showed you about creating a, a, a profile file somewhere on on, on github uh, and finally if you do want to get hired don't forget to make yourself hard on on github profile and that's it that's an awesome tool Bruce. And we lost Bruce. Oh, Bruce. <laughs> He's like, I'm done. I spike. <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to really say, cool the equivalent to a mic drop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll be back when he realizes it. Or he's talking to himself right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, one of my questions to, to Bruce would have been, you know, just in terms of if people are interested in the raw data, he, he can make that available because I think it would be quite an interesting kind of mining yeah. um kind of operation just to see what what trends there are um oh we got bruce back sorry yeah, guys yeah. Well, talking about network yeah. wasn't working very well <laughs> we just figured you showed it you were done you were out of here right. yeah i'm done yeah <laughs> like a mic drop <laughs> i was just saying bruce if if anyone was interested in the raw data just to mm -hmm. do some additional mining should they just get in touch with you yeah actually i've, I've done a post on that there's, there's a library on app script as well i mean all that stuff's not app script all that stuff is is uh, mm -hmm. something else but um there's a an app script library that you, that knows how to get that data that you can just ah, okay yeah, yeah 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 so in fact the stats yes no it's not that you, you know i think uh, who is it that meant andrew roberts maintains that spreadsheet with all the libraries yep. and so yeah, on yeah. Um, I I automatically update that from from using an app script thing that picks up that data. But yeah, obviously the data is on GitHub and discoverable via their API, so you could just run the script and well, actually, that you've shared. 
yeah the thing is that the it's not live but it's not going to mm. github live um for that yeah it's only going to GitHub Live for the content if you want to clone something or so right. on. Because actually, it takes GitHub's got a massively uh, complex and strict uh, rate limit. Right. So you can only do 30 calls a minute or something. I don't know exactly what it is, but, but you couldn't possibly do that live because it would take an hour yeah. and a half or something, you know? So so what, what it's actually done is it's done a kind of a crushed version of, of all of that um, in a kind of a batch way. That it stores somewhere that it, it then goes and get gets to be able to create the visualization. Hmm. Well, AppScript's the ideal tool to do a slow burn. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing stuff. I think Mark uh, Clark Lind. Um, he's a very he, he's um, he's uh, he's he's he says awesome stuff, Bruce. Just passing that on to you. So, oh, and okay. I'm sure there are many other. In the community, you're going to uh, benefit from this tool. I think, particularly your 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 note about um, you know if you are for hire, this is a great way to get discovered. Uh, yeah, I think it's good because you know you you want to hire someone, but you really don't know if they know about the thing that you want them to hire them for, um, and you're taking a bit of a flyer, you know, because once you once you spend time getting someone to, to to work on something, and then you find out that they don't, maybe don't know how to do it. Uh, so Clark does have a question, uh, just asking if you can speak to the the requirements of the Firebrace project. Okay, so um, obviously, if you're using the the app as published, you don't need to worry about that. But if you're creating your own clone of it, then you're going to need to create a Firebase project, but only so you can do. Um, it doesn't use Firebase other than for authentication, right. and the authentication it does is only for GitHub. So the, the actual Google authentication is done using Gappy. Um, so the only reason for Firebase being involved at all is because it's really easy to do mm. authentication through a GitHub using it. Um, so all you've got to do is set up a set up a, a, a Firebase project and only enable GitHub authentication. And Clark, if you're if you're if you're on, um, just drop me an email and I'll let you know how to do that. Excellent. Well, I think we are at time. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having Chanel and Bruce on for this episode. So um, I think we've covered the entire spectrum. There is nothing. But I do have a question. Uh, so we did have a question in uh, from Twitter um, this morning. So I thought I'd just cover that. So Andrew Carr. Um, so this is to everyone here and in the, the YouTube chat as well. He's looking for any online communities, Google Apps Script communities, specifically for education. So um, if anyone has any suggestions, I, I think one of the things about Apps Script is quite often they're merged communities um, in terms of both experience uh, and focus. So um, we're, we're one big family. Uh, but uh, if everyone, anyone is aware of a, an education-specific community for Google Apps Script, please let me know, and I can let Andrew know. Stunned silence, so I'm guessing no. So we'll we'll leave that one as a slow burn as well. Uh, so again, thank you, Bruce and Chanel. Uh, exciting news for our next episode: um, alternate runtimes. You asked for it; we're delivering. Um, so for that episode, we've got 
Steve, Steve Bezos coming back, uh, Google Developer Relations. And if you did see the blog post launching uh, alternate runtimes, uh, you might have spotted that a real Notterman from Zaps, owner of Zaps, um, had a contribution in there. So we've actually got real. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, and Clark has um, got an answer for my question. So a great suggestion, in fact. So thank you for that, Clark. So Jordan Ray, I know he's done a lot of stuff with AppScript and education. I may even drop a line to Alice Keeler, who I know also mm -hmm. uh, a big contributor to that particular community and see if um, she knows as well. But yes, next week, same time, alternate runtimes. So if you're looking for um, migrating off of AppScript to deliver your workspace add-ons, alternate runtimes is your solutions for that. Um, any final words before we go? And I queue up. Just a big thank you to our guests. Thank you. Absolutely. Plus one. Thank you. Thank you. And I feel honored to be here with AppScript Royalty. It was very special. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, everyone. Uh, so happy scripting, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>